Hey everybody, it's Dr. Dre, and I'm really excited to introduce my guest today. Maybe you know him, maybe you don't, but definitely after this episode, you should give him a follow if you don't already. He's a former Marine turned into a biohacking captain. You can catch him on IG, TikTok, and most recently, he has released a series on YouTube called Living the Captain's Lifestyle. Please welcome my guest, Captain Taylor Morgan. Dr. Dre, thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. Wonderful intro. Let's, um, oh, we forgot about these. Let's. Oh, yeah. So we we have, um, for those of you who can't see us, because I don't That's do, right. I don't yes. do audio. <laughs> I only do video, audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. video. Um, we have Ketone IQs. So tell me about these. Yeah, these are uh, one of my sponsors, and I'm so grateful because uh, I'm addicted to them. <laughs> they're, they're great. You said you've had ketones before, so I have. Just, uh, mental clarity. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Mm. Mental clarity, uh, physical performance. I take it before workouts, uh, while fasted. Uh, it's actually the number three performance enhancer that I found behind breath work and mindset. Yes. So it's been wonderful. All things that I'm a fan of. For those of you listening who don't know, ketones actually puts your body into ketosis, which is a fat burning stage. And so not just fat burning, you also said like focus. Oh yeah. I take them in the morning, uh, like I said, when fasted. Oh yeah. Um, do intermittent fasting every single day, at least 12 to 14 hours. Um, and then this is usually the first thing that I'll have. And then do you continue to fast after this or you break the fast with this and then you eat? Technically this is breaking the fast because it has calories, but there's no protein, carbs or fats. Mm -hmm. So I still consider this fasting because I'm not doing it for a fat reduction standpoint. I'm, I'm doing fasting for gut health and you know mental clarity aspect. Mm -hmm. So I'll typically have a shot of ketones and then upgraded coffee. So fatty coffee with grass-fed butter, collagenous, which is adaptogenic mushrooms and collagen, uh, MCT oil, and sometimes ashwagandha and some other things like L-theanine, you know. All the good stuff. All the things. Yeah. All the good stuff. Well, I wanted to have you on this show. I could not wait to interview you. As soon as I saw your Instagram page, <laughs> I was infatuated because you are into all the same stuff that I am. Mm. And you came up with an amazing system geared towards men for living the captain lifestyle. So today I kind of want to talk about how you got into that journey, what it was like before you started this why you decided to do this, and then also just about the program and what it stands for and how you can help people. Okie doke. Well, we'll take it back to my time in the Marine Corps, where my life was completely different than it is now. That was a time when I hated my life, honestly, was stressed out, had trouble sleeping, was borderline depressed. And yeah, it, it, a lot of it was due to the Marine Corps, but a lot of it was also due to I had, I had no knowledge of any of the holistic health practices that I, I know now. Mm -hmm. I had the working out dialed in. Mm -hmm. That was set, but the other 23 hours of my life were not great. Like I'd have to take sleeping pills to fall asleep. I was super stressed out, did the best that I could with the nutrition that was available on sure. base. Right? Yeah, I know what that's like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the major turning point in my life happened one weekend when I was drunk as usual. And this is the first time that I got high. So I was out at a party and in these days my ego was so high. I was already super drunk. My friends passed me a, a weed vape pen and I took a hit of it. Of course, I didn't feel anything like, oh, is this supposed to be affecting me and just keep more and more and more. I'm so strong and tough. It's not having any effect, right? So now not only was I blackout drunk, but I was also super high for the first time in my life. 
And in typical old Taylor fashion, it was 2 a.m., so time to go home. So I grabbed my keys off the counter and started to walk back to my car because I would drive drunk all the time. Um, Taylor! So, I know. Like, <laughs> sometimes it was so bad. Sometimes I would wake up in my car on base and my friend who was on duty would have to knock yeah. on the window of my still running car. And I was like, oh, shit, I got back to base. Like, how did I wow. do that? You know? Yeah. Which is crazy because, as you know, when you drive onto a military base, you have to show them your ID. Yeah. They have to talk to you, make sure you're coherent. Right. So I just got so good at acting sober that I could go past the gate guard, which not super proud of. I, I don't recommend that. Right. Well, it's crazy though, because in a different scenario, other people are doing that in their normal day lives, not being wasted or drunk, but they're just going through the motions and they're going through the motions so much that they're learning their own routine and it becomes boring. And then the next thing you know, 10 years have gone by and you're yeah. still the same person. On autopilot. Yeah. yeah. We can talk about that for sure. So yeah, th this night was no different. I, I started to walk back to my car and randomly the idea popped into my head that I wanted to climb houses. <laughs> so I was stationed at Camp Pendleton, California, okay. yep. and we were in a very nice neighborhood in San Clemente, California. So we rented a beach house for the party. And so it was just this whole strip of really nice beach houses, like two, three stories. Yeah. So I, I decided to climb houses and one of the windows that I came to was open. So naturally, <laughs> what did I do? Naturally. Naturally, I <laughs> opened it and proceeded to explore this person's house. Oh my gosh. Yep. So I'm in their bathroom and I, I go out the bathroom door and there's a stairwell to my right. And I look up and there's a dog sitting at the top of the stairwell looking at me. We made eye contact. And I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Mm -hmm. He didn't do anything. He just sat there. And so I slowly closed the door and he didn't make any noise. So wow. Worst guard dog yeah. ever. Yeah. So I was <laughs> Sounds like, okay. like my dog. <laughs> I was like, Okay, adventure <laughs> continues. So then I made it into what looked like a girl's room. There was nobody in there. The light was on. And then I saw this other little nook. It was actually a really cool room. This time there was a girl and she was sleeping in her bed. I would imagine she was mid to late teens. And now knowing what I know about energy, she could clearly feel my presence in the room because she woke up. Like as soon as I had the thought like, oh shit, what do I do now? She woke up because she had obviously mm -hmm. felt that yeah. something was off. Right? right. So she's like rubbing the sleep out of her eyes, very confused. Like, who are you? Right. I'm Taylor. We, we met at a party. She's like, nope. I didn't go to any parties tonight. I'm gonna call the cops. And I said, that's okay. I'm just gonna leave then. So I went back the same way that I came, out the bathroom window, hopped onto the street and started booking it to my car. About 400 meters in, I was like, you know what? That was really weird. I'm gonna go back and apologize. <laughs> You're such a gentleman. <laughs> yeah. Except this time, I'm gonna do it via rooftops. Oh, geez. So now I climb up to the rooftops of these three-story beach houses in San Clemente, and I proceed to jump from rooftop to rooftop back to this girl's house. It's now 2.30 a.m., shingles are shattering when I'm landing, you know, sliding down, causing a ruckus, and I get to this one gap in the houses that was pretty substantial, but at this point, I'm not living real life. This is a dream for me, really. I was like, I can do anything. So I got a running start, made the jump, landed on the other side, but when I did, I heard this loud pop. 
And that literally and figuratively sobered me up. I was like, okay, I'm in fact not in a dream. Something just happened to my ankle. This adventure is over. Thankfully, I had been into CrossFit and functional fitness. This house that I landed on, a stairwell leading down from the third story to the backyard or else how would I have gotten off the roof, you know? Mm -hmm. So I lowered myself down, uh, hobbled out their backyard and proceeded to, you know, make it to my car. Woke up at 7 a.m., drove back to base with my left foot and sure enough, it was broken, and that would cause me to miss my second deployment in the Marine Corps, which had the potential to be a combat deployment, the whole reason I joined the Marine Corps. And so now, I'm, I wouldn't be there if my buddies were in any sort of situation, like I wouldn't be there to support them, which is right. literally the entire reason that I joined. Mm -hmm. um, so that was like a, a wake-up call, yeah. right? So. I use that as a turning point. I, I saw the trajectory that my life was going, drinking every weekend, playing video games, hating life. I was like, okay, this has got to change. I'm not doing anything. This is this is not who I'm going to become. So I started reading. Up until that point, I had never read a book. Like even in high school, I hated reading. Started reading, started taking online college courses, listening to educational podcasts, started training even more, even though I had a cast on my legs. I hate the excuse that injuries prevent you from working out. Like, mm -hmm. no, I mm -hmm. still continue to train legs, both legs. I found workarounds for everything. And my thought process was, okay, if I can't walk on my feet, I'm gonna learn to walk on my hands. So I, <laughs> I taught myself how to handstand walk. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, and then that January, I made a New Year's resolution to stop drinking for a whole year. Um, I ended up making it about two years before consciously deciding to mm -hmm. drink again. And yeah, that was it. That was the main moment that everything shifted for me. Wow. How long ago was that now? I was 21. So that was uh, six years ago. Wow. Yeah. And what a journey since, huh? Oh, yeah. It's been just, <laughs> everything's been better since. Yeah. Right? Learning all the time. Here's the difference with you, at least what I see from like an outsider, is now knowing your background story and then seeing just the scratch of the surface of the stuff I've seen you actually do, it's so inspiring to me because a lot of people can make the choice to change, but then they don't do anything about it. Yeah. And so it's been pretty amazing to see you implement a program well, we'll talk about the captain's code and what it stands for and everything, but just to kind of like take all of that, harness it, and then turn it into something that you're helping so many other people with. Well, I want to talk about the decision that I made because a lot of people ask like, oh, how did you, how did you go from drinking every weekend to not drinking at all? Like, was that hard for you? And right. my honest answer is no. Mm -hmm. It wasn't because mm -hmm. I decided. The etymology of the word decide is to cut ties with, right? So I literally decided I'm not doing this anymore. Mm -hmm. And there, it was no question of like, I, I couldn't be persuaded, even though my quote unquote friends would try to. Because right. I would still go out to the bars. I would still mm -hmm. go to parties. I would still have fun. I just wouldn't drink. Right. But my friends would say, oh, come on. It's just this one time. Have a beer. It's the Marine Corps birthday. You're telling me you're not going to have a drink for our dead brothers on the Marine Corps birthday? It's like, dude, you don't understand. Like, I've told you that I made the decision. I wasn't happy with who I was before. Why are you still trying to get me to drink? Mm -hmm. Right? Like alcohol right. is the only drug we have to justify not using. That's correct. Right? So this is why one of the things for a habit change or changing your lifestyle that I know is now crucial is changing your environment. Like, yes, make the decision and then also hang around with people who instead of are going to, you know, pull you down to their level. Right. Because really they're doing it out of insecurity. That's right. Because if they see you doing something that they perceive as better than what they're doing, whether that's following a diet, going to the gym, abstaining from alcohol, whatever, 
and they try to bring you back into their bad habits, that's simply because they subconsciously or consciously know that they want to be doing that thing. And now that you are no longer, that's like you are, you know. Yeah, it's almost like you're leaving them behind. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So yeah, changing your environment is crucial. The moral of that story is once I decided, is like that was it. So, mm -hmm. so many people are undecided. It's true. They're like teeter-tottering in this gray area, like on the fence, like, should I do it? Should I not? Maybe I'll commit for just a little bit. Maybe I'll try this. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you have to fucking decide. Right. And then you have to follow through on that. In my opinion, the most important aspect of masculinity is integrity. Being a man of your word, doing what you say you're going to do, making and keeping promises, not just to other people, but mo more importantly to yourself. To yourself. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And I love the quote. I think it's it goes something like, if you don't stand for anything, you're, you'll fall for everything. Mm -hmm. And I love that because if you don't decide and if you don't have a direction, then it doesn't matter what comes up, you're going to do it. It's like squirrel, right? You, you see this and it's like, oh, I want to do that. Squirrel. Yeah. Why? Dopamine deposit. Yep. Dopamine deposit. So yeah, well, I love that. So once you decided, then what? What was like your next course of action? Uh, Obviously, community, surrounding yourself with people who are going to support you and build mm -hmm. you up instead of trying to bring you back into those habits. Yeah, which at the time, I thought I had uh, my mm -hmm. CrossFit community. Um, they were better than a lot of the Marine Corps, but it's because they were all still all drinking, you know. So my CrossFit friends had a better sense of health. So yeah, after the Marine Corps, I became a CrossFit coach, uh, ended up being recruited to be the head coach of the biggest CrossFit gym in Saudi Arabia. That's super was, cool. This is a whole nother lesson that I learned. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> um, I had an offer to coach in the Cayman Islands. Okay. And so I was deciding between mm -hmm. Cayman Islands, a beautiful place, and Saudi Arabia, a place that I knew I wouldn't enjoy, right? So the Cayman Islands actually flew me out there, had me coach in the gym for a week, like experience the community. It was a great gym, great community. Beaches were beautiful. Looking back, like, of course, that was, you know, the right choice, especially being, uh, I consider SoCal to be home. Mm -hmm. like, I, I love the beach. So, yeah, it was great. Saudi Arabia, there were two reasons I, I took that position. One, they paid me more money, significantly more money. Mm -hmm. That was the primary reason I took that job. Absolutely. And yeah. two, I was training to become a CrossFit athlete. And this facility was the best I've ever, ever seen. It was like a two-story warehouse with every piece of equipment. So my thought process at the time was I'll take this job in Saudi Arabia because I genuinely thought that money could buy me happiness. Because I had just spent four years in the Marine Corps mm -hmm. hating life mm -hmm. for shit pay. I thought that I could go to a place I knew I wouldn't love for more money. Turns out that was not the case. There was also some disputes between myself and the ownership because the first thing I did as head coach was get everybody together and we created core values for the gym, which is something I do in my program. Mm -hmm. And they used them more as just kind of words. They didn't actually live by them. Yeah, they didn't have a meaning behind it. No, even though we created it. Sure. Like as as the ownership, they kind of know we're we're just going to get more money however we want as opposed to just following the core values. As head coach, I wasn't going to stand for something that went against my integrity. Like sure. no, if we if these are the core values and we're not leading by these, then mm -hmm. I want no part of this. And that was when I realized I am not an employee. I am going to be free to do what I want to do, do what I know is right, to be in control of my time. Like, mm -hmm. Nobody's going to tell me where to be at what time. Uh, and this is when I started my MVVP process, with mission, vision, values, and purpose. Mm -hmm. uh, so I got very clear on that 
And what came to me is like, okay, it doesn't matter how much money I'm getting paid. The longer I work a job that I'm not fully fulfilled in and making the impact that I want to have in, I can never be truly happy. I can never be fulfilled. So I then decided, again, I cut ties with, burn the ships at the shore to go full on into the creating the captain's lifestyle. Mm -hmm. and doing that full time. So I, I started, I came back to America at the end of 2019 and gave myself no other option. Like it was either I make this succeed or, you know, worst case scenario, I'll get a nine to five job, which for me is like, that is never going to happen. You know? That's the death, yes. the death of the captain. Yes. Yeah. So that was the, that was the start of, of this. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming captain because of your last name. Is that last how name you, Morgan? Yeah. Morgan, so, so that Captain was, Morgan. You know, my nickname in high yeah. school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I just I turned it into the brand it is today. Become the captain of your own life because, like you mentioned, so many people are just on autopilot. Right. And they're just accepting life as it happens to them. They're a victim of circumstance. Mm -hmm. Somebody says something that they don't like, they get offended. They take offense to that. Right. Well, if you take offense, stop taking it. That's right. right? Yeah. And all little things like that. You know, everything they they place their power externally. Yeah. And when I say they, this was me for a long time. I would say right? this is probably the majority of the population. It though, is. If you think about it, because I was also there, and that's why I feel like it's so important to spread the message of what you're teaching with your program that you have. Because the more awareness that we can have consciously around what's happening, then we can make little changes that we may not even realize. Because I know for sure, for me, I'm an empath, and I took a lot of things personally, and I still do sometimes, but I I have a different mindset around it now, and I change that energy and I use it for me. So like when I get upset at somebody for something that they did, I actually internally look at myself and be like, okay, why am I upset? Mm -hmm. Why am I having this reaction? Why does it bother me? Why does it whatever? Mm -hmm. And I think if everyone took that responsibility and internalized instead of externalized, like yeah. you said, then, you know, the world would be a completely different place. So you definitely have a mission and you definitely have your work cut out for you. Yes. I, <laughs> so, yeah, I do. So yeah, let's I talk about it. it. Let's talk about the program and your the acronym and what it entails. Is it just yeah. for men? Yes. Okay. Uh, I've, I, I get a lot of DMs from women saying, do you coach women is like, you have a program for women? The answer is no. Uh, I, I don't coach women. Reason being is I have no idea what a woman, woman's life is like, mm -hmm. you know, the, her cycle, like that's something I have no experience with, mm -hmm. right? How mm -hmm. different things affect that. I'm, you know, familiar with that, how bad hormonal birth control is and a, a lot of these things. But for me to coach that from a health standpoint, sure. it's like I have no experience in that. So what do I know? I mean, right? that's okay because I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the female version. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll send you all my male clients and you can send me all the females. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get DMs all the time uh, asking about that. I think a reason for that is women are typically more open to asking for help. Yeah. And guys feel like we just have to suffer with it and deal with it ourselves. Absolutely. Which is a huge problem. Or they don't think that there's something wrong because they've been conditioned in that whatever it is for so long, they now, that's their normal. Yeah, that's also a problem mm -hmm. is that most people I talk to, uh, you know, in everyday situations, like checking out at the grocery store, uh, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, like we don't actually get deeper into the conversation. So 
when somebody asks me that question, I say like fantastic or incredible mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. And then they typically say something like, oh, pretty good or I'm getting through it. It's like, mm-hmm. why? I, I ask those questions and a lot of people, even if they say good, they don't actually know what good feels like because their baseline is so low and it's been that way for years. They don't know what it's actually like to have an optimized an optimized routine, optimized health. The example I give for this is I ate McDonald's for, I don't know, basically all throughout high school and, and fast food, <laughs> uh-huh, you know, just uh-huh. garbage because I didn't know any better. Right. It tasted good, so I ate it, right? <laughs> right. So it's like somebody eating McDonald's for years and thinking they feel good, which I thought I felt good mm-hmm. until I started changing things. I was like, oh, there's a whole nother level of high performance. Right. 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 So I think a lot of people are just operating at this low level of what is considered normal. Well, right. Because that's what they don't know. They don't know anything else. And because everybody else around them is also tired, is also stressed out, also doesn't like their job, also has trouble sleeping. Mm -hmm. They just think, oh, this is normal for human beings. No, it's not. Right. That's why my purpose is to make thriving standard. Because what's standard now is like I just mentioned, being tired, stressed, overweight, depressed, not liking your job, being in a uh, relationship that doesn't fully fire you up. That's average, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. normal. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Right? I'm here to make thriving standard. Like you should wake up every day excited yes. to conquer your day. That's right. Right? Like so many people wake up and they're groggy and they don't have any motivation to get out of bed. It's like, I've been there. Mm-hmm. So I know how bad that sucks. And now I wake up and I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. You have a purpose now though. And I, yes, I feel like yeah. once you find that purpose and you know what your why is, that's what motivates me. That's what gets me all excited. And we're very fortunate to have found our purpose or what gets us that way because some people just don't know. They just don't know what they want. They don't know what to look for. They don't know what makes them happy. And to me, that's really sad because there's so much more to life than just going through the motions and just living. You know, you have to actually live your life to its full potential. Once you have your purpose, which clearly, I mean, you're super inspiring. When I get on social media and I see you like taking cold baths every morning and all this stuff and you're like, it's 4 a.m. And I'm like, oh God, (laughs) I'm not even at that level, but you push people to be at that level, which I think is amazing. Yeah. I don't, I don't like to describe it as, as push more inspire. Yeah. Well, you're setting the example. It's yeah. It's kind of both. You know, sometimes I push, sometimes I pull different content for different people. Sure. Right. Some people need that wake up call, Mm -hmm. like that slap in the face Mm -hmm. because everybody's just giving it to them soft. Yep. Right. Um, But yeah, going back to the purpose, that was a transformational process for me when I was in Saudi Arabia and I started drafting my MVVP. I was like, okay, this is really something here. So that's one of the things that sets the Captain's Lifestyle program apart from all other personal development or health or business coaching programs is we start with why, Mm -hmm. right? First things first, where are you going and why is that what you're choosing? So many people don't know. They just, you know, this is a very typical story. You graduate high school, you get into a good college, you get into a good college and get good grades so you can get a good corporate job and you work your way up the corporate ladder, never really asking why, you know, like, do you actually enjoy this degree that you're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for? Do you actually enjoy the job that you're spending 60% of your time at? A lot of us don't ask these questions. We just accept that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So 
starting with why, who you are, who you want to become, the legacy you want to leave, the impact you want to have, asking these important questions, and then building from there. So the first month of my program is typically where people have complete breakthroughs. These aha moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole first month is mindset work. So love it. Talking about you know language upgrades and mm-hmm. the victim mentality and so many things there. And then we go into the MVVP process. I work with my clients to help them draft their own mission, vision, values, and purpose. And after that, we go into brain health. So balancing neurotransmitter levels and and things like that. So the first month is everything from the neck up. And Mm -hmm. that's that's usually when people see, oh, there actually is something way better than this. Yeah. Because a lot of the indecision comes from uncertainty. Right. Right. What most people are experiencing is the certainty of misery. They know that their lives, they're good, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, but they're not great. They they feel that something's missing, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people are pretending to live happy lives. They tell themselves that story because if they didn't, they'd be like, well, shit, what now? So a lot of people see that, oh, I'm not actually happy. They suppress it because they don't know what's on the other end. So they settle for the certainty of misery rather than the misery of uncertainty. Right. So what I help my clients do is face the misery of uncertainty because it is uncertain. It isn't unknown. Or if you become aware to the fact, like conscious, that you really don't like your job or that you're in a relationship that is really not firing Serving you. Up. you like, yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. If you come mm-hmm. to that realization that you've been married for 10 years right. or you're you know, 20 years into your career, a lot of people just don't even face that because it's like, well, what else am I going to do? Right. Right. Well, the longer you keep living this life that you're settling for, you're going to end up on your deathbed with regret, which is what I imagine to be the worst feeling a human being can experience. Mm-hmm. Because at that time, when you've prolonged making a decision, and now you're on your deathbed, there's nothing you can do at that point. So when I figured out in Saudi Arabia, the longer that I would work a job that I didn't like, regardless of money, the more unfulfilled I would get. So I decided, I cut the ties. So I help my clients see that and then take the leap mm-hmm. because they don't because it, it is scary. I've had clients go through this in the past. I've done this in the past. There is a way. I call your core values compass directions. So mm. Use that as navigation. So I like you know, it. Follow who you are. Come up with your mission statement, which I call your treasure map. That's going to lead you to where you mm-hmm. want to go, mm-hmm. not what your parents want. Not somebody for you else or... telling you. Yeah. Exactly. So once you have the MVP, it really does act as your compass, your guide, your your map out of this. And then through holistic health practices and, and things like that, we optimize the journey and productivity along the way. I love that. I actually think that's really smart because science has proven that when you change your mindset, everything else follows. Yeah. So I love the fact that your first month or like your foundation of building up this program is really just getting people comfortable with the uncomfortable, right? Oh, yeah. And so you're having them think differently, plan differently, and really just become their own visionary. And I love that because it all starts up here first. And that's another thing that sets you apart from other programs. I also learned that in Saudi Arabia, CrossFit coaching in general is where I learned this because most people, if they want to get healthy, what do they think? Gym, food, diet, diet, and exercise. Yep. Diet and exercise. That's what people think. Right. So I would have clients come up to me saying, hey, I've been coming into the gym for two years now. Why am I not seeing the results that I want? I would ask them. It's like, okay, I I see you're being consistent in the gym. Mm -hmm. How's your diet? What are your stress levels? How's your sleep? Their answers would always be the same. My diet is pretty good. Mm -hmm. Right. Which anybody who says that, it's (laughs) not good. Right. 
Um, they were stressed out from their relationship mm -hmm. or in Saudi Arabia specifically work. A lot of them don't like work, which is another reason I left. Their whole lifestyle is like opposite <laughs> of how I yeah. want to live. Right. Just stressed out, unhealthy, neglecting the environment, like just, yeah, bad. And then their sleep, almost nobody has good sleep. Everybody who I talk to in this specific instance said they're lucky if they get six, maybe seven hours. And then in San Clemente, actually, I, I went out to the San Clemente Pier, interviewed people how their sleep was. Nobody said higher than a six out of 10 on sleep. Mm -hmm. One guy did, he said a 10 out of 10, but he thought I was talking about just the importance of sleep. Oh. I was like, no, your personal sleep. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh no, I, I don't sleep well. <laughs> It's like, okay, well, yeah, if, yeah. if we know sleep's important, yeah. why are we not prioritizing That's it? That's right. Right? Sleep is literally the rising tide that raises all ships. That's right. right? It's, it's the only time our bodies actually get to recover and recharge. Yeah. It is important, but it is one of the easiest things that we can neglect. Until you understand that it literally plays a role in mm -hmm. everything. Like mm -hmm. decision making goes down, cravings go up. So if you're trying to lose weight and your decision making ability is diminished mm -hmm. and your cravings are increased, of course you're going to make the bad decision and eat the whole bag of chips or whatever it is, right? right? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, brain fog is increased and your memory is diminished. Muscle recovery, testosterone plummets, all these things. Yes. So I would ask these guys these questions and those would be their answers. And I would say, okay, well, you can't come into the gym and expect that one hour to offset the other 23 hours of your bad lifestyle. Right. Similar to how I was in the Marine Corps. I was dialed in fitness, but everything else was off. Mm -hmm. So of course I wasn't living a good life. That's how I came to the realization that it starts in the mindset. Because these people didn't know, or they didn't want to hear the tips on sleep or on mindset or reducing stress. Like they thought that they just needed to learn how to do pull-ups faster yeah. or, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. So I was getting tired of that and I knew that I wasn't making the impact for that exact reason. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, at the time there was nothing that I knew of that combined everything into one. So that's what I created with the captain's lifestyle. And that's why I called it the captain's lifestyle. Because if you want to change your lifestyle, you need a lifestyle change. That's you can't right. just do these 30 day challenges or mm -hmm. maybe you'll try this diet or no, it's gotta be all encompassing, mm -hmm. right? So that's why uh, now my logo, those of you who are listening it's a pirate ship wheel. So it's got eight different spokes on it. And each of those spokes stands for a pillar of lifestyle optimization. Mm -hmm. So in order of importance. So hierarchy. Oh, okay. Right? Yes. All right. Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Okay. So yeah, while uh, nutrition and exercise are clearly important, they are not the most important things. Mm -hmm. Right. So over my decade of learning these things and trial and error and incorporating it into my life, where now I feel dialed, I'm optimized, I'm, I'm healthy, I'm productive, I'm happy. I put this all into a four month program, again, in order of importance. So it starts with mindset. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of the language hacks, like getting out of the victim mentality and incorporating a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Yes. A lot of these things. So big mindset shifts within the first mm -hmm. week, new worlds opening up because we've been programmed the past however many years of our lives to what mainstream media is telling us. Absolutely. I wanna pause you for one second okay. because I want the listeners to know the more you look into Taylor's stuff, you will realize that he's not just somebody who's like coming up with these things on his own. He's had a lot of experience with reading books and I've heard him talk previously about Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm, yeah. And you know, he's done basically all the work for you. So. So I know anybody can just come up with a program and whatever, but I did want to point out that he has had a lot of 
of mentorship through these different areas and avenues to be able to put this program together. And I know we don't have like a whole lot of time to deep dive into all of that, but just know that he's perfectly qualified to tell you what What? to do. I'm I'm, I'm qualified to the extent to which I've overcome my own obstacles. Sure. So a lot of the things that I teach is because I've been through that and I now know how to, or at least how I overcame it. Right. So if you want to follow this method that I use that worked for me and worked for my other clients, Mm -hmm. here's Well, sure. If you have an easier way to navigate through something... I've created what I imagine to be, to my current knowledge, the the best system for that, right? And I constantly update it. But yeah, I have spent like well over six figures on personal coaching and, and mentorship at all times. I have either have a coach or I'm going through some sort of program, attending seminars, whatever it is. The advanced meditation retreat for Dr. Joe Dispenza was life-changing, mm-hmm. like that was crazy. So a lot of that that I learned there is in the mindset module of the mm-hmm. program, the, mm-hmm. the first one. So continuing with the, the eight spokes, uh, number two is the MVVP process, which we talked about. The third is brain health. So again, balancing out neurotransmitter deficiencies to get rid of things like brain fog and improve focus and reduce anxiety and depression and all, all these things. Then the fourth is sleep. So really dialing in the quality of sleep, tracking the different stages of sleep, you know, mm-hmm. learning all the different sleep hacks and how to optimize your circadian rhythm based on your chronotype. Then we have relationships. So understanding effective communication and how mm-hmm. to lead mm-hmm. effectively. Cause again, I coach men. So understanding how to communicate more effectively build those meaningful relationships, whether that's with your employees or your family. Uh, Then we have nutrition and personalized nutrition. I don't follow any diet, carnivore, vegan, well, don't follow vegan vegan diet. Um, We just ate raw liver a little while ago, so (laughs) definitely not vegan. Yeah. But like I, I customize it for each individual person based on like a gut microbiome test and okay. you know DNA tests and we figure out what foods are superfoods for them mm-hmm. specifically. Then we go into exercise, understanding exercise for their goals. Right, like not everything is bodybuilding, which right. is what most people think of when they think, "Oh, I'm going to go to the gym and you know right. do bicep curls." And if your goal is to be better at life, you don't necessarily need to to go to the gym. There's other mm-hmm. modalities out mm-hmm. there. And more importantly, how to move properly. Functional like, movement. Yes. Yes. Move, almost nobody I see knows how to squat. <laughs> that was one of my pet peeves as a CrossFit coach. Uh, and then last but not least, we have biohacking. So these are the things that most people are so attracted to because they seemingly offer you know quick fixes right. like supplements right. and red light therapy and EMF mitigation. Like, yes, all these things are important, right. but... Until you've dialed in the mindset thing Mm -hmm. and your sleep and your brain and all these other things, they're a nice bonus, yeah, but it's really the last 1% for the most part. And so understanding how to properly balance all eight spokes, how to steer all eight spokes, leads you to lifestyle optimization, which is represented by the yin-yang in my logo. Balance. Balance equals happiness. Balance between masculine and feminine energy. Balance between nature versus technology. Balance between work versus play, balance equals happiness. To simplify the steering of the wheel of lifestyle optimization, which is what I call it, I created the captain's code, which are the 12 fundamental articles by which I, like this is the basics. Mm -hmm. So if you find yourself stuck, revert back to the captain's code. It's like the most important things. So real quick, we'll go over what they stand for and then we can go into individual ones if you want to. The first C is cold exposure. Then, yeah, your favorite. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we've got... (laughs) Uh, affirmations, play with life, train your mind and your body, Mm -hmm. inspire others, nasal breathing, sun exposure, 
Connect with the earth and with loved ones. Observe your thoughts, feelings, and actions. Mm. Delegate tasks to others and eat real food. Oh, that's a good last one. Yes. I like it. Each of those is like the, the 12 most important things. If you find yourself stuck, revert to the code. Say, okay, which one of these am I lacking in? Mm-hmm. Am, am I so focused on work that I've forgotten to connect to my family and right. to nature? Like when's the last time you got out of your office and put your bare feet in the ground right. and appreciated nature? Because after all, we are nature. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's one a lot of people are neglecting. Yes. Is the connection both with other people and with, with themselves. The yeah. yeah. Themselves, the earth, their body. Yeah. You wouldn't believe as a chiropractor, my goal is to put someone in homeostasis, mm-hmm. which is that balance, balance right? Yeah. That complete alignment from, we say, from above, down, inside out. You wouldn't believe some of the adjustments that I have delivered. They hear the audible, the crack. Mm-hmm. But then when I say, like, take a deep breath, how do you feel? They have no idea. Like, that mind-body connection is not there. I totally resonate with the grounding and the connection. I mean, all of it, really, mm-hmm. but that's an important one. Well, yeah, the breathing. Most people don't know how to breathe. No. We've never been taught how to breathe. Right. You know, it's just this reflex that we think, yeah, it's essential to life, but it goes way deeper than that. Once you understand how to control your breathing, you can upregulate your nervous system, which, you know, you could use that before like a, a max lift or before you go into the ice bath, for example, or hyping yourself up for, you know, or a, athletes. a challenge. Exactly. Yep. Athletes before games. And more importantly, what most people should be learning nasal breathing for is the down regulation. That's right. The parasympathetic. Yes. You know, I just learned because I'm going through a breathwork class Mm -hmm. uh, to become a breath coach. And I think one of the most important things I've learned, I mean, I always know that breathing was important and all the different types of breathing. But I guess what I just didn't piece together was the longer the exhale, Mm -hmm. then that's what stimulates the vagus nerve, which then goes into the parasympathetic and can bring you down to that rest and digest. That's free, people. Just breathe. (laughs) That's why I got it tattooed on my hand. I know. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. the, The story behind this tattoo is I was in Venice Beach, California, and a little backstory. Throughout high school, I was not a loner, but I I wasn't I was never really like outgoing. Like I I would wait to get invited to go somewhere. Like I would never go somewhere alone because mm-hmm. I I thought that meant you were a loner. So now uh, this was this year actually. I was out in Venice and I went to a restaurant for dinner by myself, and I noticed myself getting anxious and worrying about what other people were thinking of this guy who's eating by himself. And I caught myself thinking that. And I, I realized, I was like, I don't care about this. Like, why, why is this happening? And I was like, oh, I know what to do in this situation. I'm just not breathing. So I, as soon as I took that breath, that unregulated my nervous system. It released the anxiety and it was like this blanket was lifted off of me. I was like, oh, my breathing was just trapped in my chest, right? So a good cue for breathing is breathe low and slow. Belly. Breathe breathe into the belly Mm -hmm. and slow, right? Slow the exhale, like you said. Uh, And then I just looked down at my hand. I was like, I should get that tattooed. That'd be a good reminder, you know, just all the time, you know, Mm -hmm. breathe. So then that night I I went and got it tattooed and uh, I love it. It is a constant reminder. Almost all of our problems can be fixed through proper breathing mechanics and through understanding language and the stories that we use. So yeah, nasal breathing, that's a big one in in the captain's code that a lot of people overlook. They're like, Mm -hmm. oh, breathing, I I do that, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But no, like nasal breathing goes deep. 
Like, are you uh, breathing through your mouth while you sleep, which can obviously reduce the quality of your sleep. Right. So that we can talk about mouth taping. We can talk about elevating your bed a little bit. Obviously, there's a whole bunch of different nasal breathing techniques. The quickest way to downregulate your nervous system is called the physiological sigh. So this is a double inhale through the nose mm-hmm. and then a prolonged exhale. You yes. Do it anytime, anywhere. It takes two seconds mm-hmm. and it's it sounds like... I love it. <laughs> just like one of those. Yeah. And you're just automatically more calm. So do that two, three, four more times. Mm-hmm. You're chilling, mm-hmm. literally. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah, we could talk about, you know, uh, breathwork techniques for the ice bath. and. I went to Austin, Texas on a retreat and I had never done an ice bath prior to that. Mm -hmm. So I was given Wim Hof's method, his book, as Mm -hmm. a suggestion for breathing and just to handle some like military issues that I was going through. And so I was like, oh, this is really interesting. And so I started experimenting in the shower. I don't like super hot showers anyways, so it wasn't crazy for me to the end turn it for the last 30 seconds super cold. Very uncomfortable. I didn't enjoy it the whole time, but (laughs) but yeah, so I got comfortable being uncomfortable. Anyway, so I went to this retreat and we did ice baths and I felt myself getting super anxious about it. Mm. And then I reminded myself, like, you do this in the shower. This is fine. And they had told us, okay, what's going to happen is you're going to sit because there was these tin tubs and mm-hmm. we, they dumped ice in there. And so they were like, you're going to sit for the first minute. And then if you can, slide down to where you're covered, except for your head, up to your neck. And try to go as long as you can. The goal is seven minutes. Well, I'm super competitive. <laughs> So you can't tell me that there's a goal of seven minutes and not expecting to try to hit Mm. it. So there was other things going on and the ice bath was one of those rotations. And it was really interesting because had I not breathed my way through that ice bath, I made it to seven minutes and and no one believed that that was my first time I ever had an ice bath. When I went in, I was doing mantras to myself in my head while I was breathing and I was focusing and people were trying to talk to me and I just zoned them out Mm -hmm. and I was all about the breath. The breath took me in and the breath took me out and I went seven minutes. It was all the breath work. Yeah, nice work. It was amazing. I want to tell the story of Captain Seven Steves. Ooh, I I like it. Want to hear the tale of Captain Seven Steves? (laughs) So I feel like we should be around a fire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we got that one. That's yeah, true. Right That's true. Yeah. So the tale of Captain Seven Steves begins about five months ago now. He was one of my clients. So just to give some context, he's 62 years old, recently divorced, school teacher. So he's now like, okay, I'm now divorced. I'm 62. What is happening with my life? Mm-hmm. Right? Huge change. So he doesn't know who he is, like what his purpose is. He, he's struggling. He was afraid to take cold showers when he first started. He admitted that on the call because he knew that, you know, living the captain's lifestyle is cold exposure, right? <laughs> right? So he was like, yeah, I'm afraid to take cold showers. And during the duration of the program, he started taking cold showers, acclimating himself to it. And then once he graduated the program and attended the immersion, which is my in-person rite of passage and, and graduation ceremony for people who graduate the program, he took his first ice bath. That's not where the story ends. We were in the sauna together on day three of the immersion. And this is when we were going to breathe through a bamboo straw called the the poppy stick underneath Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. ice bath. Yeah. Right? So 
he was in the sauna. He overheard me and a buddy talking about how long we could stay under the ice breathing through the straw. And at the time, my friend had done uh, six minutes. And Steve heard that, and he didn't say anything. He stood up and walked outside. And I just knew that he was going for it. So I followed him with my phone. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, so he got into the ice bath. And up until this point, we had done coaching on the ice bath, uh, proper breathing and like before and during mm-hmm. with, with the stick and also mindset tricks, because as you experience with the mantras and the whole reason, the first thing that I teach in the program is mindset. Yes. Like, it plays such a huge role. It does. So he was armed with these tactics, like the, the mantras that you would tell yourself, what if I could stay in for 30 more seconds? What if I could surrender to this feeling? Because really cold is simply a feeling like it doesn't have to be good or bad. We decide whether or not it's good or bad. Right. So he, he's going through all these different mindset hacks and the breath. And so he's under there. We're calling out his minutes to him Four, five, six minutes. He decides to go for seven to beat the record. He's now beat everybody at the immersion, even seasoned ice bath veterans who only made it like 30 seconds to I think the longest time was like two minutes and this 62 year old man who was afraid of cold showers like three months ago now spent seven minutes longer than anybody else underneath the ice breathing through a bamboo straw he came up at this point everybody at the event is surrounded because we're like hey he's doing seven minutes yeah so gather around he came up like seeing everybody there like cheering for him like supporting him keep in mind He's a school teacher. When do school teachers get that amount of recognition? Right. Right. A lot of us just take them for granted. Right. right? So he right. now experienced this moment of, oh, these guys really care about me. I just accomplished this feat that I didn't even think was possible three months ago. And now everybody's supporting me. And so that I saw something shift in him. He now understands that he is the captain of his own life and he can do whatever it is he sets his mind to. And that's such a powerful thing for guys to experience. Mm-hmm. So that is the tale of Captain Seven Steves. He was then granted the nickname Captain Seven Steves for a play on the seven seas mm-hmm. and seven minutes under. <laughs> I love right? that. Yeah. So you're kind of like me. You're a hope dealer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Except I don't like the term hope because I think too many people rely on hope. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I hope this year is better. Right. Well, it won't be if you don't fucking change anything. Right. I don't think it's about hope. Not in the, the sense that, that we're talking about. There's a place for hope. But mm-hmm. if you're trying to proactively change your life and you're not, you know, in a, a Nazi concentration camp where, you know. Right. <laughs> You know, God forbid. Yeah, then then hope may may play a different role. But and even then, you know, man's search for meaning. Viktor Frankl talks about purpose, mm-hmm. and that's what got him mm-hmm. through. So yeah, I think too many people rely on on hope. But I like to say inspiration. Absolutely. Yeah, that's one of my core values. That's part of the captain's code is to inspire others mm-hmm. through living the best life that you can. Because when other people have an example of somebody who was in their position, who is now out of their position, that becomes an inspiration, right? And it's authentic Mm -hmm. because it's not like you're trying to tell somebody to do something that you haven't done yourself, Uh right? And I think that's what's catchy too is I've been there and these are the things I've done to get out of it. Yeah. It gives them permission. It gives them a a path. Mm -hmm. The victim mentality is so prevalent. Oh, because I'm a woman, I cannot do this. Because I'm black, it's harder for me to do this. While that may be true in some cases, it does you no good playing the victim. Again, how we started this podcast is give our power to all these external circumstances because it's easier 
to make an excuse, right? right? It's easier to blame why you're not successful on, on someone else. Yes, on yeah. another circumstance, somebody else, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Instead, becoming the captain of your own life is really understanding that everything, and I mean literally everything in your life is your fault. And if you don't like that it's your fault, if you don't like the circumstance that you're in, it's also 100% in your power to change. I love it. That's it. Eliminate the victim mentality, become the captain of your own life. I love it. I want to wrap up with your programs four months, mm-hmm. men only. Yep. And I'll be sure to link all your information below and in the podcast. Um, I know you only accept a certain amount of people. Yeah. Are you at that cap? You still have. I imagine when this comes out, uh, you'll be full. Yeah, it'll be full. Yeah. Um, Cause I only run two programs a year Okay. and they're capped at 15 people. Mm-hmm. The wait list will always be available to sign up. Perfect. Uh, but before you join the wait list, first download the captain's code, the link that I'll, I'll give you. And then once you download the code that will generate a series of emails to get you to join the crew, which we didn't even talk about this, but uh, the crew is a dollar and man, it's everything. You get weekly coaching call mm-hmm. with me where we go over a lot of these language hacks and celebrate your wins and goal set and all these things. It's a monthly mastermind. I often have guest speakers for my podcast come on and share their area of expertise with the crew members. It's a constantly updated knowledge database that I, I update in categories like mindset, brain health, stress management, nutrition, basically all the pillars of lifestyle optimization. I do a monthly giveaway of a lot of my sponsors. So Aries Mm -hmm. is one of those, uh, the ketones that we had. I will say real quick, because I follow you on social media, I downloaded the captain's code Mm -hmm. because I want to know what it was all about, right? So I downloaded it and then I'm also a part of your email chain and it's join the crew. And then I'm seeing all these pictures of guys. Obviously I'm not a guy. And I was looking and I was like, man, and I had known that it was men specific and that you didn't take on women. But I was so jealous because (laughs) your giveaway. It's awesome. I was like, it's only a dollar and he's giving away all this cool shit, all his amazing things, all your sponsors and whatever. And I was like, I could be Andre for a day. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I want that giveaway. Literally a dollar. I think that's amazing that you make that available to people who can't necessarily get into the personal one-on-one coaching Mm -hmm. um, because it gives them a good head start. And it eliminates all excuses. Right. Every single person who's listening to this podcast right now, promise, has at least one dollar. And that one dollar, even if that's your only dollar, Instead of buying food, I would honestly recommend doing this because of the mindset shifts Mm -hmm. that we offer. Once you understand how to think differently, a whole new world opens up. And instead of being a victim of circumstance, you then understand the tools to be proactive and move forward. So if you lack the resources, you learn how to become resourceful, right? The difference between somebody who has nothing right now and a self-made billionaire who also had nothing at one point is just that the billionaire decided to become resourceful right when he had nothing when he lacked the resources mm-hmm. so again get out of the victim mentality start becoming resourceful i've had women actually join the crew and i see their email come through and their name and i was like okay this is this <laughs> so I, I reach out to them and message sure. them are you a woman They're yeah. like, yes <laughs> like okay like, i'm gonna have to remove you from the crew you know sorry so that yeah. that is is common the code for everybody listening if there are women listening the code is for everybody like everybody could benefit from that just know that the marketing and, and the messaging will be geared towards men, men right, right. Yeah. and then the one-on-ones specifically to join the crew with like your training and all that is men to join the crew yeah yeah you, you do have to be 
uh, be a man. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Well, I want to thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. And like I said, if you are not following Captain Taylor Morgan, you should be. And on top of that, I mean, you should be emptying your piggy banks and collecting those quarters because a dollar <laughs> is nothing compared to the valuable information he's going to drop your way. So thank you so much for your time. And that's it. Sweet.